This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> hey, Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go to this. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anas Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anas Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Good morning and welcome to episode three, seven, nine of Down to Dunk. You can find us on dailythunder.com dash radio as part of the Almighty Baller Radio. And of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast, I'm Luke. <laughs> George Day by Andrew. Look, it's so good at introing today. MJ. Cue the round of applause. Man, that may, that might have been your best intro in years. Well, I have had many that have been less good than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'll be the first to admit. Not many. Just trying a to bring few. my A game. Feeling a lot. Last podcast I was on, I was feeling bad. You, yeah, I you were. I was not feeling. You spent good. a lot of time in the bathroom. Yes, I did. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> um, I did, and the people that uh, were watching us on on uh, our video that we that we Periscope, posted, Periscope, Periscope. Yep. knew that. Yeah, they're I was like going Luke, somewhere. Luke's just doing laps. That's where I was going. But you're feeling better today. <gasps> a lot better. Ready to roll. Oh yeah, rock and roll. Hey, you know what? Any leftover thoughts? Let's talk about, and as our note says, talk about the damn finals. <laughs> Any leftover thoughts? Ham and I covered it on Wednesday, and I kind of got to get everything off my chest. So I only have one thing I wanted to say. Yeah. So, and also Kevin Durant, I guess, went back on Twitter yesterday and just started like <sighs> roasting people. It's like, oh, now you're vindicated your whole year, which has always been the funniest part of this whole conversation. It's like, this doesn't change anything. It actually right. just proves what everybody said. Well, the like, Nike stuff is really weird, right? Like it's like they release these things where like he silences critics and that yeah. whole commercial. It's like, actually I feel the same way that I did before and that he stacked the deck and that it's really, it was a, the result, a, a decision that I don't respect. It was the result. The everybody knew after July 4th of last year, right? Like right. it was foregone. Conclusion. Barring injury. That's what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it is what it is. Like there's part of me realistically that is just done with it. Like I'm just yeah. done with the whole conversation. Like I, when he comes, I want it to just be a normal thing next year. Like I don't give a crap anymore. I'm just, Oh, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. It shouldn't be like a major event. Even yeah. the second time that he came back to OKC, it yeah. wasn't that he was injured, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he was still there, and it wasn't as big of an event. Man, yeah, and the hard—the hard thing is—is is with those events, everybody that wants to be on ESPN comes out in force, and so that's why it's like you'll still see the cupcake costume the cupcake next year be there. because it's like, oh, here's my 15 minutes of fame, and you know, yeah. like everybody still goes all in on that. But for me, it's like I'm just done with it. Like Kevin Durant is a different dude than we thought he was. He went and made a decision he had the right to make. I get all of that. Like, I'm so also tired of everybody telling me how I'm so not justified at being frustrated at the whole situation. Like, you don't know our experience. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what it was like being an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Like I was listening to the Levitard show this week and Kevin Arnovitz, mm-hmm. of all people, which I like Kevin Arnovitz most of the time. Like he's yeah. pretty good. Dude made himself dizzy spinning this to make Kevin Durant a martyr. It was embarrassingly oh, bad. My gosh. Uh, he actually made the hardware. How do you make a perfect team better? It's like by 
by adding Kevin Durant instead yeah. of Harrison Barnes. Why do people act like that's like an achievement? Oh, I don't. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that at all. Like, how do you make a great team better by adding the second best player in the world? And, and that's how you do in it. In the spot that you were the worst at, right? That was obviously your weakness in the finals, right. which Draymond understood. Whenever that Lee Jenkins article came out, which also contradicts all of the BS that Kevin Durant's fed us, mm-hmm. which I, I I think that there's. There's space in there for and, – and Ham talked about this a little bit. I think there's space in there for – I think Durant maybe could have actually been torn. I still do think he was. Like I know that you said that you think that the whole Hamptons thing was a farce. I but it's – I just think it was all bull crap. But, but I, I think knowing a guy like him and who's somebody that you know doesn't have the – strongest spine you know in a lot yeah. of ways like i think that he would probably tell everybody he talked to that he was going wherever they wanted him to go right 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 that's i, I just don't know that internally that he was he really was fl- ever that he was really flip-flopping i think that he was just he he cannot bear to look somebody in the eye and tell them something they don't want to hear especially russ and nick right like yeah and so that was the but it is what it is man i'm done with it like i'm, I'm ready to move on i like the way this team's kind of coming together i think that this next week is going to be a fun week for the thunder and so yes. but the real development for me like coming out of this is lebron james shaved his head it's a big deal he finally gave in he's had his head his hairline was moving to the Back of his head, pretty much since he came to the NBA, and he finally shaved it. It's a new era. That's what matters to me. It's a new era. That's um, but the finals played out like they did. The the Cavs gave it everything they could. It just doesn't matter. I mean, and you said that from the beginning. It was a it was a four one gentleman sweep. I do think that they're not as far off as maybe you probably do. Like I think that if they can make that move, which I know I don't know if it's even real, but if George. the Pacers are starting to feel as if they're going to lose Paul George for nothing, yeah. They could go get Kevin Love. I think they'd be a good team with Kevin Love and then and build around him and and put Paul George. If you put Paul George, LeBron, because Kevin Love was a no show in Game Five, right? And he and you look back at last year's finals, he was mostly a no show, except for the one game except that justified for, it, yeah. except for Game Seven and the fact that he stopped Steph Curry at the rim. If he didn't do that, and if the, and if the Cavs had lost, this conversation would have happened a year ago. So a Paul, a Paul George with LeBron and Kyrie and Tristan Thompson, like that's a, and J.R. Smith, like that's a competitive squad. They're, I think that's a game six. Seven. They're better, but here's how here's how you make it even. You just add Paul George on top, right? That's of, the truth of that Cavs yeah. team. Like that's how you make it even. That's how you make it where, like, okay, now they can. Yeah, I, I just don't. I think if you add Paul George on top of that, then you actually have more. Because I think Tristan Thompson is better than everybody on the Cavs or on the Warriors outside of those four, and maybe Iggy. You know what I'm saying? So I think Tristan Thompson yeah. is is kind of a level above. He's better. He's obviously better than Zaza. He's better. He's better than, he's better than their. He's better, he's than, better than, than their centers. Yeah, yeah. Not that that matters, but but you know what I'm saying. Like right. and Tristan Thompson was really good in Game Five. Yeah, they or yeah, Game Five, and they made some weird decisions to f- try to force the ball to him a lot i didn't get that but i was really upset i didn't see any james jones i just feel like he really deserves to do that yeah but the problem with the Cavs, and i said this i said this against boston is if you're expecting and depending on real minutes from richard jefferson and darren williams the problem you can't compete with the warriors because the only guy that they have that's not a real nba player anymore is mccaw which who's going to get a big contract next year because he's got that Warriors effect, you know? But that's the only guy that the Warriors play that you're like, 
At yeah. least David West and Zaza, even though they're not great, would get rotation minutes on any squad. And McCaw could get better, too. Yeah. Because he, I mean, he was a rookie. Yeah. But he's got, I think, one more. Yeah, I don't know what his. One or, he, he's one a second rounder. He's got a player option or something like that. Yeah, I don't so, know what his deal is. And the Warriors have some things that they're going to have to figure out this offseason. Like, they'll yeah. resign. They're going to resign Steph and Kevin for near max, which supposedly Kevin's going to take less. Yeah. We'll but, see if that actually happens. If they take less, then they can keep everybody. So third, but they're but that's still thirty million dollars a piece, probably at least for the next. Yeah, I mean they can they can do it. I mean they can, but they, what it'll do is it's going to make them even more top heavy than they already are. Not that that changes things. I'm not saying that. Well, I'm still saying they can keep Iguodala and they can keep Sean Livingston too. If, if they don't want anything, money wise, if they want to stay, they can. And if the other guys take less, then they can give them more than what they thought. I just wonder if I'm the Warriors if. If like you a, want to sign those guys, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fair for that's three or four, a fair for three or four years. Iguodala, I would for three or four years, even if he's only good for two. Yeah, and yeah. even if only he's literally was good for one game. Sure, you just can't. They don't have the money to go replace yeah. him, though. But the question I always have for a guy like Iggy is like, you've got your two championships. This is your last contract. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I mean he he'll probably he could David West it and get like a you know minimum salary somewhere yeah. later on. But, but I feel like yeah, his last big contract. Yeah, so like but the I mean I could list you almost every team in the NBA that has space that would give him 15 to 20 million. 15. What if the Timberwolves offered him 4 years 80 million? Like what is he going to do? You have to say yes to that. <laughs> right? They and they might do that. There, I mean I think a lot of teams would do that. I think if there's a the lot of teams out there. I don't know if that burp got on the pot or not. I hope so. I think it nah, did. I, I could kind of hear it in my ears a little bit. Just the, rem- um, just the remnants of it. Uh, I, I think if you're the Timberwolves, I don't know that talent-wise that he's going to make your team all that better, but I think the team could use a veteran that can come in and help set a defensive culture yeah, and, I, and be a veteran leader. And I think that's worth, to a team like that, for $20 million, that's worth, 100%. 20, that's worth $20 million. Way more than Derrick Rose. Right. Yes. And, and Sean Livingston. Percent. The other, the only thing I'd say about Sean Livingston is, is, does Sean Livingston want to give it a shot to be the guy somewhere? You know, is there a team like Brooklyn that would pay him to be their point guard? You know. Oh, yeah. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't think he can. But yeah. you know, these guys, they yeah. have pride and they want money. Like I get it. I. It's hard for me to be like I can go get fifteen million dollars on the market, but I could take seven to win more championships with yeah. very little effort. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like I mean, Sean Livingston will never be a Hall of Fame player. No, man, but he's been so good for that Warrior squad, man. He's good, but I'm just saying that, like, maybe you just want to stay and win more championships, or you can go win, go get, you know, 15, yeah, $20 million the, more If the culture somewhere. keeps you there, you, want, you know, you're having fun, you're in Oakland or San Francisco eventually, you know, like, I get all the things that would draw you to that area, but... Or to that team, um, mm-hmm. it just—I just wonder if there's more for some of those guys. If they can go get paid, they need to go get paid. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Be an, this, and not that I don't think it, I don't think really it moves the needle. No, for that squad, they're going to fill it. But I think it makes—I think if the Cavs make a move that gets them a Paul George, yes, which I know it's like, yeah, if Jimmy Butler, the Paul world George, changes, right? Uh, I think then all of a sudden, if you lose a guy like if they don't have Iggy, they don't win Game Five. Yeah, yeah, you he know. was good. He was really he, good. He was really good. It was the best game of the entire playoffs for him. 
and who knows? I know that's hyperbole, like, like that's speaking in things that are unknown because then maybe just Kevin Durant scores 50 or, you know, like, yeah, it's not like maybe Clay Thompson goes up, right? Step yeah. Up, yeah. Uh, the development for me, and I know he said that he just wants to stay here and win all the championships. Clay Thompson was, he's literally a glorified 3 and D guy and he wasn't even that good at three in, in that cap series. He had one game he played well. He was Andre Robertson for them for the whole playoffs. And, he acts like that's it's it's really easy. Like it's, okay. it's really easy to say it's okay right now for sure during the parade when you're doing having all this fun. But when you do that one more time, and you're like, okay, like I'm the reason that we even have Kevin Durant right now for real. Like without me going off in Game Six, we don't have Kevin Durant on our team, and I'm not getting the shots that I need. I'm I. I'm not getting the the spotlight that I need. I mean, that's that could be a real deal. Like human psychology is more prevalent in the NBA than people want it to be. Yeah. So and, it, and the hard thing is, is, I still think with Steph, Dre, and Kevin Durant, you're still you're still the best team in the NBA. I think you get. I think you drop dramatically defensively because of that. Yeah, he was he was so good, so good. He was really good. But, I think but if you went and got like if CJ Miles was sitting there. You know, like CJ Miles can be sixty percent or seventy percent of what Clay Thompson was, just because Clay Thompson didn't have to do that much. Yeah, yeah. But they're gonna—I mean—they're gonna go into the tax. They're gonna pay the repeaters tax, but they're making more money than anybody. But they haven't even paid the tax yet. They will next year. For I know. Sure. I know they will. But I'm just saying that, like, that helps so much. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not going. Okay. Into screw this Warriors team, man. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about the Thunder. Let's talk about the draft. Let's Guys, talk about the draft. But before, before we, we talk about the draft, hey, no, we do. It's a perfect segue because guess what happens next Thursday? Oh, we're having a we're having a live draft. We're at Luke at Anthem Taproom draft on the draft. Having drafts. Ooh, that's good. Watching the draft, drinking drafts, talking about both drafts. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, but before I start uh, uh, going to how delicious Anthem is, you know what image from the Warriors winning is steered in my mind? When Kevin Durant trying to drink a Bud Light and uh, spitting uh, it all out. Yeah. Just, just vomit. It's vomit. It's not vomit. It's vomit. It is not vomit. It is vomit. vomit. Some of it went down his throat, and that means it came back up. That is technically vomit. <laughs> it's like when magma becomes lava. It had become vomit. Actually, I don't think that's how that works. I'm, I'm certain that's how it works. It was vomit. My kids vomit all the time then. Yeah, they do. <laughs> kids vomit all the time. And it was throw up. He threw up. And it was vomit. Okay. But you know why he did that? It's probably because it wasn't a delicious anthem. Beverage. If that was an anthem, he would have drank that thing oh down. Oh, he would Except for he wouldn't have because I'm pretty sure the reason is because Kevin Durant doesn't drink beer. Yeah, that's he's, probably true. He's not Clay Thompson. No, he is not. Clay Thompson is is cool. That's Kevin why I'm Durant saying that's cool. the primary reason he needs to leave there is because he's. I like him. Okay, yeah. guys. So next week at Anthem for the live draft pod, what is the first Anthem beverage you're going to drink? Jay, you're not going to be there. Not going to be there. But if you were, what would be your first beverage? You're going up to the bar, saddling up to the bar. What do you get? So this is a. It's a very complex question. I know. Because you kind of have to choose what you want to do with your palate. Right? Oh. So more than likely, they're going to have special things on the tap. I don't know off the top of my head. <clears throat> Something in views. They'll have some barrel stouts. They'll have, which is Luke's go-to. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me. When you go 
the IPA route, which is my preferred beer, your palate gets shifted for the night. So that's why probably if I'm starting that way, I'm going to start with a nice pills. The okay pills, have one of those, enjoy that. Unless they have some special, if they have a fruit infused, like a grapefruit grapefruit IPA, I'm probably just going there's there. There's like an orange Not ever coming back. Blood orange, there's a blood orange one maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what they have. If you go on their Facebook page, they have, if you are looking for a Father's Day gift and your dad likes the occasional adult beverage, they have incredible glasses, gear, uh, some of their special bottles that Luke enjoys, some of their bourbon stuff, some of their brandy stuff, their Pappy Burleson. They've got their, they got everything you can need to take care of your dad. They got it. They got it. Your one stop shop, you could say. Yeah. So, what about you? Where would you go? What's your first go to? I'm going, I, if they have the, uh, you know, the, a barrel, I like to start with a barrel aged something or like a, uh, like the, you know something, something, something off off the beaten path. Yeah, like to start with. Yeah, yeah. And then I like to just go Ouroboros all through the night. Jeez, I wouldn't. I mean, that is. I would be so full. I know. You have to, those are sippers. <laughs> those are sippers for me. No, they're gulpers. You remember <laughs> when we, we? You remember when we went there? When we went there a long time ago, and they did a. Nick made us the Ouroboros, and he put coffee in it. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Oh, man, that was sweet. Just what the doctor ordered mm. tonight. The band The Outer Vibe is playing. And then on Saturday night, Casey and Mina and their Anthem Live Music Series. Go check those out. Their tap room is a lot of fun. Like I say that, not even because they're part of our what we do, but I went there before they were sponsors and 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 got to just listen to music. It is a fun vibe at their tap room. Yeah. It's the coolest tap room by far. I love it. It's so cool. You should come. Because next Thursday night, we are also having our Down to Dunk draft challenge. This is a big deal, I feel like. (laughs) It is a big deal. So you need to go to our Twitter or Facebook page. I've posted it on both. Follow the link. I wrote a little blog on Medium that has like all the rules. And it also has all the prizes that are going to be on there. It has a link to a Google Doc that you'll need to print out. And then fill it out and then send it back to me so that you don't cheat. Because if I don't have yours and you're telling me that you won that night, sorry, dude, you cannot win the grand prize. You didn't win. You have to send it to me. So once you send it to me, uh, we will obviously, I want you guys to bring your own copy of it because I want you to score yourself at the draft party because I'm not going to sit there and score. Everybody will be there until one o'clock in the morning and that won't be that much fun. So you score your own along the way and then I'll just match it. And then whoever has the highest score will win a hundred dollars to chicken express plus hundred dollars, another additional gift card to anchor down. I don't know how much yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. Some amount of dollars. And then Plus, some free gear from Oklahoma Shirt Company. Oklahoma Shirt Company. Swag. This is like the ultimate down to dunk. It is. Gift package. And that's, and that's, and that's for first place. That's for first There place. is no second place prize. If you ain't first, you're last. I like that. There's also, if you're looking for a lawyer, you have a free 30-minute consultation with Luke Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> great. Yep. You can talk about if you have law needs or legal needs, but really, if you just want to talk about life, yeah, you just get superheroes. You just get thirty minutes. Of thirty Luke. minutes of my time. It's gonna just be great. unhindered, Luke. Hey, we're, we're gonna. Ha- you know what's big? I think this is our unveiling 
or first time people can get the down to dunk stickers yep. that we have had made they will be there by the Oklahoma t-shirt company. Yes. And, uh, I have it on my car. People like it. It's good. I have looking. It on my car. It's good looking. It's a good looking sticker. It's come, a great looking sticker. Come get one of those. So come hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. The draft is going to be super fun. This draft challenge will make it even more fun. You get free chicken express. Could you ask for more? You could literally, you could not. You could not. If I'm a person that wants to show up to this, what time do I need to be there? Come at six o'clock. The draft starts at six. We'll be there. Maybe show up a little bit early. You can you come. I'll be there. Yeah. If you want to come hang out with me, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. I so. won't. Not until exactly six, most likely. <laughs> come rolling in in a suit. Uh-huh. So after the Thunder pick, um, we will likely start the live pod. And then after the first round is over, everybody will tally up. And then we'll figure out who won and hand over the grand prize that night. you got to be present to win. So come and hang out. It'll be super fun. Plus, the draft's fun. The draft is fun. The draft is hey, fun. Hey, you got to stay off Twitter. That's the key. Because yeah. it makes it more fun when you don't have Woj ruining every single pick like just, five minutes before they're picked. Yes. Uh, all right. All right. Guys, all right. Let's, let's move on to Twitter questions. Do we want to do Twitter questions or do we want to just talk general draft? And the way that I want to intro the general draft is I want Luke to read. I have a list of seven names from the draft. Most of these are first round guys, so these are guys that people know of, and I'm sure that Luke has never heard these names before. Yes, but that doesn't mean I know of them. Luke does not, and I'm going to hand Luke uh, this list right now, and I want Luke to try to read these seven names. Okay. First, Lori Markinen. Yeah, that was good. Is that it's, right? I think it's Lowry. No, it's yeah. Lori. All right. It's like a it female is name. Uh second frank natilatika <laughs> is that is that nilakina no there's a t in there i know there is there's actually just one although i put four or five <laughs> um three bam adebayo yeah that was good uh, ike adegbogu <laughs> <laughs> And a bogu, yeah, that was pretty good. That wasn't that wasn't awful. Uh, there's a G in there, and you didn't put it in there, and I did. That's why I'm right. Okay. Next, Anjej Pasjeznik. <laughs> Let me try that again. Anjez Paseknik's. Yeah, Paseknik's is right. Okay. Uh, then next, Semi Ojalee. Okay. That's my favorite name because his actual first name is Shimmy. Shimmy? Yeah. I wouldn't get that right in a hundred tries. Next and last, Wesley Iwunu. <laughs> okay. That's one, right. A one do. <laughs> That's a one do? There's no D in there. There's there, it's Iwunu. Iwunu. Oh, Iwunu. That, that was my that was my error then. Oh, sorry. Dang, you tricked me. <laughs> I tricked you. You, you tricked me. You got me. tricked. Uh, okay. What about Vladko Konkar? <laughs> Konkar. I know, I know yeah. him. That's, I mean, that's right. But I was afraid. I almost put that on there, but I thought that you just might call him cancer. Well, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always canker. Always a chance. Canker, like the source. Canker source, yeah. Uh, okay. Do we, do we want to do TQs or do we just want to 
I don't know how many people ask us. You want to do some? You want to do some lightning round? Let's do some lightning TQs because we got people to ask. Let's do some lightnings. We're going to give ourselves like thirty seconds to answer these. Do I want these to... Twitter questions? I don't know. You want to? Yeah, let's go. All right, okay. let's do this. First one. Twitter questions from at Tally Live wants to know: Given the huge fall off when Russ sat, shouldn't OKC take Juwan to solve the backup PG problem, even though he doesn't fit well on ball? Let me take this one. You've heard Andrew, dude. You've done incredible work with the draft. It's been Thanks. so much fun. Like I like look forward to everyone our pods, which is like that I'm not on. I also listen to those too. Uh, so here's the deal: Jawan is a tremendous. I think he'll be a tremendous get for somebody. The issue for the Thunder is that he doesn't really fit playing alongside Russell Westbrook. That's why a guy like Derek White is more in that realm of who the Thunder would pursue, at least in our opinion. But Jawan is gonna. He's got a high, high upside. Um, you know, I, Sam Vecini wasn't really saying he'll be Chris Paul, but he plays very similar to Chris Paul. And so I understand that that would be something that would be intriguing for the backup point guard. And I kind of like the idea, like just run it. Let's see what we can do. But the fit with Russ is the big question, but I think the thunder like him. They had him work out. That's one of the few guys that we've heard confirmed that got a workout. He's good, man. Like he is, he is legit. And the biggest problem is that he needs the ball in his hands. He's got to play He's got to play with the ball. He's he was the Russell Westbrook of the NCAA this past this past season, and this has been mentioned a lot. But Oklahoma State had the number one offense in the country with yeah. like who else was on that team? Like that team is not that good. You take Jawan Evans off that team, that team is awful. Uh, so I. I don't. I like the idea of him being your primary backup. I do like that idea, but the Thunder want more, and they also value defense. And Juwan is super gritty, but I don't think that he'll ever be a plus defender. And the Thunder would rather bring in a guy that can play next to him and play defense. So, hmm. Hmm. all right. Next Twitter question comes from at Caleb underscore Jones underscore who wants to know how much stock do you put in the NBA excluding OG from the green room they invited 20 but not OG I I don't put stock in who they invited but OG is most definitely falling he's been he's been falling I'd I would be. I would still be surprised if he went outside of the top 20 yeah because NBA doesn't know who's coming like who's going to get drafted where? Like they're making assumptions. Yeah, they make, but there's not a single mock draft that I've seen that's worth anything that doesn't have OG going in the top twenty. Twenty two, I think, is draft express. So maybe that's kind of the the floor. Yeah, it is surprising though, because there's a there's just so many bigs that got invited to the green room, and I'm just like, I just don't know that the Heat are going to draft a big. I don't, I don't know why the Hawks would draft bam over him like i don't know yeah i mean it it doesn't make a lot of sense to me uh the thunder like i like the idea of anabogu like i think that he could be something really great i think that he could be a really great rim defender to back up steven adams but that's not exactly what you need especially when you have an og sitting there that you could take who could be a three and d you know wing or power forward uh, that can switch everything that can play tremendous defense and if you're getting him at 21 i just don't understand passing up on that even if you can't play till february i I just don't get passing up on that to draft another big when you could just try to side Taj gibson and trade away canner like i just don't get that 
So I, I, I don't understand it. Um, but I think that it does say something. I don't think that it's nothing that he wasn't invited to the green room. I think that it means that a lot more teams are down on him than, than they should be in my opinion. But, and it could be his offensive game or it could be that everybody got a medical report saying that he won't play at all next year, which is scary. So, I mean, if that's it, that makes a ton of sense. If it's just his offensive game, I don't get that because... But if he falls far enough, why not spend a little extra money and jump in there late first, early second and draft him and just put him, I don't know, like, would you rather have a guy like Shimmy who could potentially play, but you kind of... No, 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 no. I would would rather have Ananobi because he can play both power forward and... On the wing, I, I, I kind of think Shimmy can do that, but I am, there's no H in his name. I know. <laughs> I am not convinced that Shimmy can play on the wing. I just don't see it. I, I don't think he. I think that he can shoot, which could he could play on the wing on offense. I don't know that he can move well enough to guard threes. Yeah, maybe because he was like the center on defense a lot of times with SMU. Like he was in the paint a mm. lot, and I just don't know that he can move well enough laterally to yeah. to be a three. I like him. I like him a lot. I wouldn't be upset if the Thunder took him, but I also think that he's a four, and so is Jeremy Grant, and so is Sabonis. And then, so what are you doing? That's where I don't see the. That's where I don't see the fit. I think versatility is what draws me so much to him. The fact that he can shoot the way he does. I yeah. That's his. Know, that's that's his. That's his NBA skill more than anything else. Yeah, is his shooting. I could see him though. You know, I mean, it, fl- positions are so fluid today you know yeah. where everybody you know i don't know you're right they're, like, they're fluid in and if you can move to on the perimeter you have to be a perimeter yeah. defender on something i just level. don't know that he can i know for sure that og can okay let's move on to our next twitter question it comes from at jared kw13 who wants to know how many players should the thunder try to leave the draft with and how many should be wings is it weird to think too no i think that that's more likely than one do you want both wings yeah i mean yes because i think the thunder need they need wings and they need to try to get them even if they strike out on both at least you're trying and you're saying wings even like you point guard technically i wouldn't consider a wing but you're even saying like if the thunder come out with shimmy and Derek white like i'm gonna be dancing in the streets i'll be ecstatic if they can get og and Derek white or og and even juan like i still would like juan i would still like them to to draft him if he's there sec- if they can buy a second round pick and which will be really tough to buy like the 33rd pick or whatever that's that's not an easy pick to get but if they could get it like trade a future a future second plus three million bucks and we'll take this pick off your hands sacramento kings or orlando magic or whoever and then they take juan evans as a second rounder i think that that would be great um even Frank Jackson, to some degree, I'm not a huge fan of him. But yeah, if you could get, if you could shore up backup point guard and draft a wing with potential, heck yeah. yeah. I think that's, that'd be incredible. And there are a lot of wings in the second round that you could take a chance on. Josh Hart, you should take a chance on. Dylan Brooks, you should take a chance on. They've worked out PJ Dozier. I'm not a fan of him. Uh, he's got tremendous length, defensive ability, but, uh, he doesn't have feel for the game. Devin Robinson, we've talked a lot about him in the past podcast. Looks like an NBA player. Uh, hasn't shown to be 
that caliber at all. Uh, Cinderius Thornwell can come in and play. I think Wesley Awandu can come in and play. Vladko Kanker? I don't know really much about <laughs> that dude at all. Uh, but there are guys that they should bring in to see, can they come in and play? And I think there's a lot of these second-rounders that are older. There's a lot of 22- or 23-year-old uh, wings in the second round that I think could come in and play right away. And I think it's a mistake to not try to get one of them because there was a draft a few years ago where you had Jay Crowder and you had um, Chris Middleton and you had um, Draymond all taken yeah. in the second round. And those were older guys or they were guys that had question marks uh, I think that you've. I don't. I'm not saying that all those guys are going to be those type of players, but I'm just saying that they could be. And so I think that you need to take take a chance on a wing in the second round yep. whenever you still have Kyle Singler on your yep. roster. Yeah. Okay. Our next Twitter question comes from M Haggard, who wants to see if we can come up with a specific criticism that we all have of Presti's decision making as the Thunder GM. He's a bet. He bets that we can't do it. It's a nice passive-aggressive shade thrown our way. It was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can give you about a billion of them. I mean, no one. How do you want to start? You want to start with Ronnie Price's you're contract supposed, last you're supposed year? To boil it down to like one specific thing. Like, yes, you can name a million things. I was my understanding. <laughs> like your interpretation a specific of the Like it all boils down to this one thing. I mean, I think the Harden trade will always be that question mark, right? And my deal is I think if you're trading Harden, I, I, this is the only time I ever give any sort of credence to maybe what Bill Simmons would say, is maybe you ride the year out. That's it. I'm not saying you keep him. Like, I, I know the, the Reggie Jackson situation is yeah. what we think would have happened, but I think you can ride the year out and try to make one more run at it with that squad. The further we get away from it, the more it was a big mistake. Yep. The more it was the wrong choice to make. Despite everything else, I think that it was still the wrong decision to make. Uh, I, I think Sam Presti felt like he did what he needed to do. Uh, I still think that sometimes if you do things like that, they could still be mistakes. So I think that that's a huge criticism. I think that five-year contract for singular. The singular contract was awful. Uh, drafting Mitch McGarry was stupid. I think the Houston experiment. Unless something happens, I'm not this giving year. up on Houston. I, I know. won't. I won't call that a mistake. But if they let him go. You know, like what was the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, could have just if, traded. If this Baker. plays out where he doesn't get a chance this next season, then it was also a huge mistake because it's a first round pick. You can't waste first round picks like that. Nope. So, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of criticism that you can bring to Sam Presti. Do I think that he's a great GM? Yes. Yes, I do. I think that he's very good. You look around the league. Like, what if the Thunder had a GM like Phil Jackson where like, I mean, the people criticize Sam Presti for not being aggressive enough, like in free agency and stuff like that. Well, look at these teams that are super aggressive in free agency. I mean, look at Joe Kim Noah, that contract, you can't do anything with it. It's an albatross. Yeah. And the, and the Thunder haven't done that. I mean, they have, they put Kyle Singler on a, on a long-term deal. That was a mistake, but it's only $5 million. We're not talking about right, yeah. you know, 15 or $20 million spent on a guy that can't play. The Thunder haven't done that, and which they could have. So the Thunder, they want only like the top tier guys to come if they will come, and they won't come. And so they're not going to spend their money that way, which is super smart because you could be locked in to a really, really bad deal because you're offering more money than anybody else will. Well, the Thunder aren't operating that way, and they never have. 
uh, and I, which I think is a really smart way to run a small market. Yep. And they've had sustained success. And they've been good yeah. for eight years. And they have the current MVP on their team. Yeah. It's true. Who, little, who was an absurd draft. Yeah. I mean, he was supposed to go like eight to the Knicks. Yep. Like, that's where a lot of people had him. So uh, there are a lot of criticisms. I think if you do this, do the job long enough, you're going to make a ton of mistakes. But I think overall, like, he's got a very good culture in Oklahoma City. He's a really – he is good at drafting despite some of his blunders. He's he's a great GM. and Everybody has those, though. Every single GM has them. And so I – I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> – Here's here's how you know if he's a good GM. If Sam Presti got fired today, how fast would a team hire him? Immediately. Like he would immediately become like the guy, he would have been the guy in Orlando or the guy who wherever else. Like he would get hired instantly. So that's like Joe Dumars when he left, no one was begging Joe Dumars to come run their team because he had done a pretty bad job in Detroit. At, in the end there he did put together that championship team but there's there's gms that don't get rehired and it's because they're not that good but sam presti is he's one of the best all right our next twitter question comes from at cody son of steve who wants to know which two nba players would you like to see battle one another in a game of riddles a la bilbo versus Gollum? <laughs> i don't even really have an answer for this do you have an answer luke one I would like to nominate for the real game would be Kobe Bryant. I think he'd be great. <laughs> Kobe. I think Kobe would yeah. be phenomenal at it. Yeah, he would be. It, so I will say this, and I said this before the pod, this dream on LeBron yeah, that's, that's like shade a, that's is like pretty an, fun. It's like an obvious yeah. one. Yeah, it's the right now. That's why all I could think about. And Who's I also the, enjoy the fact that when LeBron smoked Draymond on Instagram, that the first two likes are Russ, or the first like popular ones are Russ and James Harden. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed awesome. that. That's so good. Uh, I think that's the obvious current choice. Kobe Bryant is a really weird one. <laughs> I think he'd be great. I think he'd be great at riddles. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see that. Sure. I had a hard time answering this question. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I do I, like a good golem, though. Uh, uh, yeah, women be shopping. You're right. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Steve J. Rossi. He wants to know who gets the W in this round of the LeBron versus Draymond pettiness competition. Uh, Le- I mean, I'm gonna say Draymond. Yeah, I don't know though because the quickie, the quickie is funny, but LeBron was just like, it's funny, but LeBron got him, right? He got him. He won. You're right. And like last year, none of the Warriors were getting. Like, how do you get what LeBron wore, which was the Ultimate Warrior shirt? I mean, they were they were dead silent during that so that i think lebron wins because he beat them last year lost this year but he can still like get on instagram and get back at draymond when draymond was completely silent for a year yeah and there's nothing lebron like it's not like lebron didn't play i mean there's nothing lebron should be ashamed of they lost the game but he was the best player on the floor even though kevin durant was really good in the mvp yeah he averaged a triple double in the finals. He was good. He God. was really good. 
there is no question they're making moves, by the way. Without a doubt. He's, he just went into, what's a, their GM's name, for now at least? David Griffin. David Griffin. He went to David Griffin's office and just started plotting. Like, here's yeah. what we got to do. Yeah. Chris Paul for Kyrie. Do you think that's real? No. I don't. Would you do it? No. I don't think I would either. Don't want to get the banana boat together? No, I think the banana boat's too old, man. It's an old banana. I could see Dwayne Wade going there. Bananas turn. They don't have room, though. Never mind. They don't even. No. They'd have to make a lot of space. Well, I mean, Dwayne would have to opt out and then, like, go there for the mini mid level. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's not happening. All right. Let's go to our next Twitter question. It comes from at DMAD8266. He wants to know. Are you going to change the intro if Cantor gets traded? I don't know. Undecided. I, I, it's uh, one of the greatest moments in the history of our podcast. It's so good. It I hate very good. And the history of like Thunder Media, maybe. I hate to throw it away. I don't know that you can. At Media Day, you never know who you'll run into. I would have to get something great. It would have to be Russ. Russ will, then we are not changing the intro. Not ever. I know. No, I mean, you could do, if you could get like Nick and Steven. The, would, the banter, though, was just so specifically great. Yes, and it was great for this season specifically. Yes, I needed it. It was really good. I don't know. My answer is I don't know. Next question. All right. <laughs> Our next Twitter question comes from Austin S. 1027, who wants to know who who you trade. Would you? Uh, he would meant, you? Would you? Okay. Would you trade 21 for Hazonia? If it were an option, what rookie scale player would you trade the pick for? Heck, no, nah, yeah. I would not. I Hazonia has not shown himself to be an NBA player at all. So, which is also the reminder that drafts are so uncertain. They are uncertain. Everybody loved him. I loved him coming into the draft, um, but he he has not been that guy at all. If the Thunder have seen something that I haven't seen, and maybe they would. I think you could get him for a second round pick right now, in which case I think the magic would say uh, probably, I don't know. Like I think the magic would do 21 for, for him. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I, I yeah. And the thunder should a, not do that. No, 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 no. The thunder should, as far as like a rookie skill guy to trade for, I mean, like you just want the guys that are good, right? Like you, like you would want to yeah, go get Malcolm a, Brogdon. And, Brogdon and they're like, the first one they're like no way. Like we're not trading 21 for Malcolm Brogdon. Nope. Uh, so it's tough. It's it's really trading picks for players is is not an easy thing to do, especially twenty one, which the value of twenty one is you get so many mixed reviews, you'd have to have some you'd have to like somebody that would really love OG or something like that. Yeah. If he somebody fell, that's there that if he fell to the thunder and then they were like, Oh, well we'd really like to give you whoever for him. Yeah. Um, and the thun- and the thunder should just say, No, we wanna we'd rather take him. I think that I can't remember who it was. It was either Ham or Vecini that said it. And I think it's important to remember that not everybody's goal is the championship right now. Yeah. So there's going to be guys that there are going to be some teams that, that possibly would move if they're looking for different things. You know, like if they're looking for different things that gives them, because for the Thunder, like even though they're, I think they're relatively far away from the championship because everybody is, especially in the West. Uh, but I do think that the Thunder are working to be good and, and really good right now. Yeah. That's what puts them just, a, I think there's only probably five teams 
five or six teams that are really there. Toronto, Boston, really Cleveland, like to Houston, San Antonio. Yeah. The Thunder. I mean, a lot. every playoff team technically is trying to do that, but realistically, you're trying to be good enough to be in the playoffs so you can tell tickets, but really trying to build for three or four years from now. Yeah. Next Twitter question. <laughs> it comes from at OKLovesZero, who wants to know, does going after Griffin seem desperate to you? Like they have a feeling from Russ that he's gone without more help. No. If you can go no. get a superstar, go get a superstar. It doesn't seem desperate. It seems intelligent. The deal is, is they're not going to get him mm-hmm. without Im- literally imploding their entire roster. He would, I mean, Blake would have to say, he would have to go to Doc Rivers and say, I'm leaving the Clippers and I can either go sign somewhere and you'll get, you get nothing. You get nothing or you can deal with the Thunder and you can get something back. And so, which could be really funny because I was talking to Michele Barra about this. We've been working really hard on a lot of draft stuff and he was like, wouldn't that just be the worst thing ever? You know, wouldn't that make sense <laughs> for them to just trade 21 and trade all the, all their like young guys for Blake all and, of a sudden, all this work is just like gone like all your draft just, analysis <laughs> just pointless yeah but you'd be pretty happy yeah there's a lot of there would be a lot of excitement and there would also be a lot of apprehension on my part with Blake because of his injury history he hasn't been healthy for a playoff in 4 years and I think there's a lot of like Amari Stoudemire I know. parallels I'm with there, you. but I think he's he is more equipped to handle a decline in athleticism than Amari was because he's, he's a, a good, shooter. He's a good passer and mm-hmm. he can shoot the ball. Yeah. You're right. So those that's that's why I'm I'm not like totally bought into the Amari stuff because I think that he's a way more skilled. I think he's be, he's a better defensive player than Amari ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, Amari was completely reliant on his athleticism and Blake really Blake is a much more skilled player than that even though it doesn't always look great so what's on the so the reason this is even a question is because there was an article in the LA Times maybe that uh Jerry West is going on to the Clippers as like a special advisor and so he's leaving the Warriors which Jerry West is one of the reasons one of the few many reasons that Kevin Durant went to the Warriors and uh and so he's going to the Clippers right now And one of the things at the very end is like executives are saying that the Thunder and the Miami Heat are those are the two teams they mentioned or the Thunder and somebody else are Celtics Celtics Boston and the Thunder are pursuing Blake Griffin. And that was kind of just like a small caveat at the end of this conversation. And so what's the limit? What's the limit of what you would do? Of what I would give? Yeah. Give up? Like who do you have to keep in order for the Thunder? Because you can't give up Blake. You can't Blake and Russ and then ten mid level or not ten ten vet minimum guys is not a good squad. Right. So No, I'd give um I think you have to start with Cantor. Because you have to get Do they want Cantor and DeAndre Jordan? You have to get the salary. You have to get the salary. Yeah. What else who else are you gonna deal? You're gonna deal all the depot? It'd have to be a three team, probably is what I would say, but yeah. I think if you could sign and trade Dre yeah i just think that's a fit maybe for the clippers too i would i would deal canner i would give them sabonis uh and maybe one more piece maybe mcdermott okay 
Which the Clippers probably look at that and like, you want to give me that much for that's Blake Griffin? I mean, yeah, because at that point you have no leverage. Like you've got none. Um, you might be able to talk me into giving up Abrinas instead of McDermott if if they like have to have that to make it happen or they're just going to let him walk. Yeah, but if I'm the Clippers, I would rather... Like a Clippers lineup that's got Sabonis, DeAndre, Andre Robertson, and you, you sign JJ, and you have Chris Paul. Like if you can keep that, that's a pretty decent little five. Yeah, that's fine. That makes sense. Like that's you've got your defensive three for the first time in your history. Now he's a he's rough offensively, but I could feel. I mean, you've got at well, least spacing with doing a Robertson. I mean, that was just like. I mean, you're taking like the if this, if this, if this. Yeah, like you're yeah. taking that to like a crazy extent. I think the Thunder keep Robertson in that yeah. in this circumstance because I think uh, Blake can stretch, can space. He can also pass so well that he could really Move. use Robertson off that. Yeah, he would. He would be awesome. He would be awesome. He's the hometown guy, of course, but he he would change this team. He's. I mean, he he can pass, he can shoot, he can score, he can be an offensive hub. I mean, he he's can defensively he, decent. He's yeah, he was perimeter wise. When he was on the court, he was really good on defense this year. And then if you can keep Abrinas and Oladipo and Russell Westbrook and Stephen Adams, you add Blake Griffin to that, then you might have the second best team in the West, which is awesome. Yeah. But I'm still putting the chances of them getting Blake Griffin at like point zero seven percent. It's not. It's really not going to happen. I would. Do I you, would be surprised if he didn't just resign for the full max in L.A. And then in a couple of years, and if then you, if, if if things fall apart, then they can trade it. I've always said that, and it sucks to lose somebody for nothing. But I won't. I don't sign him from the Clippers. I, I think that if I can go get. Like if I can sign and trade, I I know they they're no all, all out on Mellow. But I'm saying if you can sign and trade for a Mellow. I do that in a second. Oh, get the yeah. banana boat. I think get those I, banana boat boys. I, but you're right. I mean, they don't. No. I, they, would, I guess they I do have not. cap space because they they don't have anybody on contract except for DeAndre. Rivers is making eleven million. Yeah, Jamal Crawford's making thirteen million for the next two years. Worth it. He's maybe their second best player. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to our next. The Clippers are screwed, though. Screwed. Their ceiling has gone, and they are stuck. They're they're screwed. I think it's because Doc isn't a good GM. I think one of Chris or Blake is leaving. I don't know that both are leaving. They may both stay, but I think I'm telling. If one one of them, if Blake leaves, Chris, I don't. Chris could stay. Like I think, I think if Chris leaves, that whole thing, all bets are off for that squad. Yeah, that's true. If Chris like declares like on July one, I'm going to San Antonio. San Antonio has made room. Yeah, God, that would be good. It would be good. Clippers. I think the Clippers are screwed either way, though. Yeah. Yeah. Next Twitter question comes from Shannon Z. Ward, who wants to know our thoughts on Jonah Bolden. Shoots three well, long, athletic, switchy. Could be a second round steal. Uh, I'm not sold on him. I, I don't, I don't love that he, uh, did, was not good in college left went overseas and had a good season and then like i just don't i don't know what to do with that um and that scares me more than anything so he's not good here i don't know how big of a leap that he really made overseas so i i would not i would not draft him 
Hmm. Our next Twitter question comes the from the Evan James, who wants to know our thoughts on DJ Wilson and Jordan Bell for OKC. The league is trending smaller, but Presty likes to stay big. Could either be an efficient three? No, neither of them are threes. Jordan, DJ Wilson more so than Bell could be a three. Uh, DJ Wilson was not that good for Michigan. He had a pretty good tournament, uh, but he's a weak rebounder. He can shoot it a little bit, but and he's got length and he's a pretty good athlete. But I'm not I'm not a fan of Wilson. I don't think that he's a fit for the Thunder. Uh, I like Jordan Bell a lot more. I think that he can come in and be a backup big. He can protect the rim. Uh, he's super gritty. Uh, I'm a big fan of him as like your fourth big um, that could come in and be uh, Steve's backup. Uh, he's small for like, I think he's more of a center um, in today's game. So, but I like him. I like him a lot. I think I would love for the Thunder to take him. DJ Wilson, I'm, I'm kind of out on because I think he's a little soft. Jordan Bell's not soft. That dude's, that dude's awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next and final Twitter question comes from at OkieProud76, who wants to know what's a realistic personnel move that OKC could do that would make OKC better. So we've an- in some form answered this question in different, you know, kind of ways. I think you're looking, and Ham is going to be the one that can explain all of this because he knows the mid-level exceptions better than I do. You probably know him as well. Uh, but you're looking at a it, number one is internal development. The theme of the summer is every guy getting bigger, stronger, better at their position, right? And we've seen some of that just through videos, but you don't know until they get on the floor. Uh, so that's part of, I mean, that's the biggest way, but adding is, I know we've mentioned his name a lot of time and I think he's out of the thunder's range, but adding a guy like CJ miles, I think he immediately makes his team just a, a little bit better. Like a wing help that can play now, uh, would be enormous for this team. A uh, Wilson Chandler, if you can make a trade over this off season, Will to Barton, get him, like if yeah. you could get a hold of any of those Denver guys that Which, don't really fit with their future, like a Will Barton, like especially a Chandler, especially if they draft, if they draft another wing at that, if they draft OG, at they've got to be looking to move somebody. Then, and, and Wilson Chandler wants out. Like that's a guy that I think would make this team immediately three much better, and it would Two, be three four, a one seed. I mean, Wilson Chandler, <laughs> superstar. No, I think that Wilson Chandler helps. He would help a lot. Uh, yeah, spacer, good defensive we, player. And we talked about him at nauseum, but like the thing is that this Nuggets team, like they can't keep all these guys. They've got Gary Harris, Malik Beasley can play, Wancho Hernan Gomez. You got Jamal Murray. You've got Emmanuel Mudiay. You've got all these dudes, and then and you're, you're about gonna, to add another guy. You're going to add another young guy, and your like, time frame is four years from now, right? And Gallo is probably going to go. I mean, they maybe they re-sign him. He said he wants to stay in Denver, but for what? For to, be, to be the ninth seed, to not get a good draft pick, and to not make the playoffs. They just need to trade. They should have, but they should have blown that roster up at the trade deadline this year. They should have. They, they should have blown they up. Had, their expectations were too high. They want first round picks for everybody on their squad. And they played Jameer Nelson far too much. Like, be bad. Get another pick and build around Nurk or uh, uh, Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. Like, it didn't make any sense. One of my good buddies is a Nuggets fan. And we talk about this all the time. He's raging. And he just is like, just get rid of Gallo, Chandler, uh, and Farid. Get rid of them. 
Like, get them out because they're helping too much. Get whatever you can for yeah, them. Because they help you too much, but not enough to make you a team that's worth anything. It puts you right there where they are. And then the future of this Nuggets team, there aren't many teams that you would take above what they've got. Yeah. If you would just, if you would just let the young guys play, let them be bad, let them get a good pick and add more to this core. Because if they, if they could have been as bad as they should have and gotten, uh, I mean, look at any of those guys in the top 10 would, would help this team, right? Well, the guy, the guy I think that, that they're going to be sick over is Jonathan Isaac. Right? That's the one I would, yeah. Like if, you, if they could get Jonathan Isaac as their power forward of the future to play next to Jokic, who is a super athlete, can defend anybody, can shoot the ball, he's a good passer, like they should be sick to their stomachs that they don't have the sixth or seventh pick right now because I think that he would help them so, so much. And if they were just awful, awful, then Josh Jackson would be even better. Right. And he's a wing. He's not, he's not going to play next to Jokic, but that dude is just a killer on defense and he's a passer. Uh, he would help a ton. And I would, I would be sick if I, if I couldn't get one of those guys. Um, even, even uh, Nilakina, like, like I would want that guy. I mean, there's just a lot of guys that, that are up there that I would want. And they're just out of range right now at 13 where they could get a Donovan Mitchell or a Luke Kennard or Justin Jackson or somebody like that, which are fine players. Like all those guys I think will play. All those guys are good. Um, but they're not Jonathan Isaac. Yep. So, but anyways, to answer the question, there are a lot of things that Thunder could do realistically. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to make their team better. It's just one of those wings. I mean, if you can go get a decent wing, they got to get a wing that can shoot the ball, and they've got one already at the trade deadline with McDermott, who I think he's going to have a way more more prominent role next year. He should. Uh, I, that this, stretch four thing makes me nervous, but yeah, it, it yeah, but it, the the Thunder will are going to make some moves to try to be better, but they're not going to make any, the biggest move that they're going to make is that they're going to make sure that all their guys are in just ridiculous shape by the time training camp comes around. Um, Have you seen all the depot? Dude, he looks good. Shredded. He is shredded. Shredded. Yeah. Luke doesn't listen to our podcast. Shredded. No, he does not. That's all we (laughs) talked about last Friday. (laughs) Shredded, man. He looks shredded. Uh, Do you know Alex Breen has put on like 30 pounds since he came to the thunder? Oh, thick daddy. Hey, you know what? Actually, you know what tomorrow is? Because uh, Sunday is Father's Day. Yeah. Daddy's Day. Yeah. Saturday, Thick Daddy's Day. Oh. You got to celebrate your th- favorite Thick Daddies. Oh, okay. Everybody celebrate tomorrow. Uh, so so uh, that's happening. Before we're done, Jay, is there who who are your guys that you want the Thunder to take at twenty one? Gosh, man. So this is not a big. So number one, not a big. Yeah. I don't want TJ Leaf. I don't want this guy that I can't pronounce. Ike Enigobugu. <laughs> Maybe we should have had you. I know. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Let me let me see it. You've already read it. Oh, yeah. And you did a good job. Yeah. A lot better than Jade now. Uh, <laughs> it's hard for me not to... If, if OG's there, I just feel like it's worth the chance. It's worth the chance if OG's there. It's it's It would be smart to take him. But you know me, man. I've been on Shimmy since... I mean, a month ago, I watched him play and how big he is, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. He's a beast. This guy's the next Draymond Green. He's a beast. He's not the next Draymond Green. He's the next Draymond Green. (laughs) Uh, 
but I don't know. I mean, if you're the Thunder and you can move back three or four picks and get an early second or something, and then you all of a sudden you can get a Derek White because you've sold me on Derek White. And I've watched his, I've watched his, uh, he's good, his scouting tapes and all those things. I think he's a great fit for Thunder, and he, and both of those guys are guys that I think can play now. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, I can't do a draft and stash. I can't think of a guy that's 18. Uh, you know, if it's 18, it better be somebody like Jawan that has just an incredible ceiling. It can be the guy in five years, you know, yeah. but we don't have the history of that because these guys get too good too quick. And that's the thing is talking about Presti again. It's like how many more point guards do we need to get or guys that play off the ball that get so good in their rookie contract that we can't sign them right. or extend them, you know? So, um, Shimmy would be probably if OG's gone, like I assume he will be in the top fifteen. Shimmy would not be bad, especially if they've got him in that twenty-five range. That's not too much of a reach, and I'd rather have him than Terrence Ferguson. Like the, you guys have talked me way out of him. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Terrence Ferguson. I just i I think he he does have a high ceiling because he can shoot. He's an athlete. His floor is like so so low. Like this dude could be out of the league before. He's like a bad Gerald like, Green, isn't he? Or he, not as good Gerald Green? Yeah. And, yeah, he just can't. He hadn't shown the ability to handle it all. I don't know. That guy scares me. And I think he's a two. And the Thunder don't need a two. Nope. So that's kind of where I would land. What's your What's your prediction? Or do you want to save that? I don't I don't have a prediction. Like a real one? <laughs> Today. I really don't. I have no idea what they'll do. There are a lot of bigs there that have a lot of potential. Pasheknik's even uh, the big guy. The international guys. Like, that guy has shown a ton of talent. Um, and Abogu is really intriguing. So there's guys, uh, Bam, I like Bam, Harry Giles falls. <clears throat> I wouldn't take him. Had Giles scares the crap out of me, but maybe, maybe Sam Presti would. There's a lot of bigs that are going to be good, <clears throat> but the Thunder don't. I don't think the Thunder should draft a big. But also, a lot of these wings aren't any good. Yeah, you, you at that point, and I think Sam maybe is the one that said this: is you take, you may just have to take the best available. Yeah, and the, and. The way that I see this draft going is that Jared Allen, Justin Patton, bam, one of those guys drops. And I think the Thunder will be very tempted to take one of them and then figure it out. And maybe even try to, if that, especially if Cantor's move is part of your mm-hmm. plan. But also the Thunder don't, they don't hesitate to reach on guys. So if they like Shimmy, I'd be surprised if they like Shimmy. The more I, I like him. I do. Yeah, it doesn't fit the thunder. Like he's athletic, but he's not long. Like yeah. he's, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But Juwan, I would like Juwan. Derek White, of course, that's my guy. But I don't. I if I were to predict what the Thunder are going to do, I'd predict they're going to take a big. So let me ask this one more question, just because I know you've been paying attention a lot to the draft. So if you look at your top ten, let's just go off draft expresses. If you look at their top ten, who do you think has the highest ceiling, and who do you think has the highest potential for to be a bust? Outside of Markel Fultz, because Fultz is like you think he's you think without a doubt he's going to be incredible. He's the guy, man. He's so good. He can shoot. He can he can pass. He can do everything, everything like everything you would want out of a lead guard. He he's got it. Like he can shoot. He can pass. He can create. He's big. Like that. He's he I mean he's the guy. Who he's has the, the highest bust potential? Uh, the highest bust potential. Uh, Jason Tatum, I just think I think that he's a guy that is going to look really good as a rookie because he can score the basketball. I think I don't think he's like Tyreek Evans. I don't think his game is like that at all. But I could see like a similar career path for him where he's like 
is be able to come in and score immediately. And he's playing for the Kings or he's playing for the Suns or whoever. And everybody's like, whoa, like they, why isn't he the number one pick? If Fultz is like coming off the bench for the Celtics and only scoring like 10 points a game or something like he should have like the, like the, Tyreek Evans, the Celtics, the Celtics could really use him. Um, and then I think that his, his career drops off because one, I don't think he's much of a passer. I don't think he can defend anybody. I think that he's, he's Rudy gay. He's, he's a guy like that who can really score, but he scores in ways that aren't as useful anymore. He yeah. likes to score in the mid range. Ball stopper. He's a yeah. I I don't I don't like him. I don't think that he's going to bust. But I don't. I would not take him um, for a top five. It's hard to. I wouldn't. I don't know. I just I don't like him all that much. But I like a lot, all these other guys. I really like. I like I like Zach Collins a lot. That guy's good. That guy's going to be very very good. All right. One more question. If the Thunder can draft, can trade up in the top fifteen, who is your target? Oh boy, uh, Nilakina is my first target. If they can, if he drops, because I think that he can play the one and the two. He can defend. He's got great footwork. I'm a big fan of him. I also like Luke Kennard a lot. Uh, he just can't defend anybody though. That scares the crap out of me. But. This dude has crazy talent on the offensive end. He can shoot the lights out. He might be the best. He might be the best shooter in the draft. This guy is really, really good. Uh, he can handle. He's ambidextrous, so he can handle with both. He can pass with both hands. He can finish with both hands. Uh, his offensive game is probably more mature than a lot of these guys already. Uh, but de- he doesn't have any defensive upside. I mean his. He's six six and he has a six five wingspan. I mean he's that is very unique in the wrong way. Yeah, it's not good. So uh I like him a lot though. If he can play point guard, if he's Russ's backup and then he can play spot spot up next to him, like I like that. I think yeah. he he can create a little bit. His creation is overrated though, because he if you go and watch some of the stuff he did in college, like that stuff's not going to fly in the NBA. It's just not. But I do like him a lot. I'm also coming around on Justin Jackson. I think he can come in. He could play for the Thunder immediately at the three. That's, I mean, that's who Chad Ford has had as the 21st pick for the entire. I think that the Thunder season. would the Thunder would be better if they could get Justin Jackson immediately. I'd rather have OG just because I think the defensive potential and he's strong. Justin Jackson is not strong, but OG is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's. And I don't love Justin Jackson's shot selection. I feel like he, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I'm coming more around on him. And obviously Donovan Mitchell is a guy that I've liked since yeah. the beginning. Who he I think just jumped way too high. I just don't know. In the 18 he's a, he's range, a two, you he's felt a two. He's a two. If he could play more one, I would take him. But I would prefer, like, Nilakino's at the top of that list for me. All I right. Got, I like that guy a lot. There's going to be a lot more content. I don't know who you've got Monday and probably somebody locally maybe. And, and then we'll be back on Wednesday with Ham. And then the pot is Thursday night. Thursday night. Oh, the draft. It's going to be fun. Come to our draft party. I'm going to eat a lot of chicken. Cut me some chicken. Um, guys, I've got a question for you. Final question. And this question is sponsored by the Oklahoma Shirt Company. They're going to be there. They will be with there. With stickers. With stickers? They're bringing shirts? I don't know. With shirts? We're bringing, they may even do, I don't know this, we need to confirm, but they may be doing some mobile printing Ooh. while they're there. They do that sometimes. 
So, uh, but they will be there. If you have any apparel needs, if you're looking for shirts, you're looking for stickers, you're looking for jerseys, they, they do vinyl jerseys, they do hats, they do literally anything you need merch-wise, they will take care of you. Oklahoma Shirt Company, they also have the shirt of the month for 10 bucks and a cost of shipping and tax. They will get you a brand new Oklahoma-themed shirt every single month. The July one looks incredible. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. You can it's follow cool. on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Twitter all over the place. Get a hold of Oklahoma Shirt Company. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. And you know what you two need to do is answer this question. <laughs> are you miffed and are you peeved? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. I'm not. It's oh. draft season. The NBA season's over. The finals are gone. They're I'll gone. tell you. Okay. I am miffed and peeved. All right. One thing. Okay, actually, I'm pissed. <laughs> the only thing I'll say about Kevin Durant, and I didn't get to mention earlier, and this is why I say it, is it's bullcrap that the only people that interview him all cater to him. Oh, my god! Like, gosh. nobody asks him a it single hard question. Awful. Stephen A. Smith talks all strong, and then Wanda gets on first take, and then he just craters. It's awful. It's That's horrible. infuriating to me. And anyway. the Bill Simmons crap. Ask like, a hard question. Like, I won't listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. Like, I just will not yeah. do it. But I just hate that it's happening. I know. It's the worst. Uh, I was on vacation this past week, and it was so great. I was not miffed at all. It was just a wonderful time to be on vacay, on the beach every day. You're glowing. You're glowing. You got so much sun. I got so much sun. Uh, And then you come back, and like it's great to like be with my kids. And my kids are just, they're they're so funny. Last night, um, they were singing some song. It was... Uh, Taylor Swift's uh, that Bad Blood song, you know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. Yeah. So the it's on the preview for this new Lego movie, the Lego Ninjago movie, and my kids really like that. But they were singing that song because they heard it on the preview. But they weren't singing Bad Blood. They were singing <laughs> Bad Butt. <laughs> They thought that's what it was saying. And so Archie, my two-year-old, I walk in. Now now I got bad, but I was just like, oh, my gosh, that is not what it says. And it was very, very funny and did not make me miffed or peeved. It made me laugh very hard. That's great. And I did correct them. Sometimes I won't correct them like uh, with... You corrected bad butt? Yes. I'm not going to let my kids march around town singing. Now, you know, we've got bad butt. Uh, I would I would not have corrected. I know. I know. Uh, I can't correct Larry Birds, but I, yeah. I can certainly correct that. But it's very funny. And Asher was like, it's not the, ba- it's not the, the bad word, but. She's saying but and then adding something to it. I was like, that's actually not true. But thanks for trying to explain it to me. I'm not. I don't think I'm miffed either. I'm not miffed about nothing. I don't got a problem in the world. Well, then everybody come to our draft party. That's right, and leave us a five tar, five five star iTunes review. Yes, a five star <laughs> iTunes review, please. That would be so nice. If you're just looking for nice things to do, you should do that. And thanks to those that have. It's been really nice to read those and have a great weekend. Yeah, have have a good Thick Daddy's Day. Happy Thick Daddy's Day to all the Thick Daddies out there. Happy Thick Daddy's Day. (laughs)